1: relax and let's get creepy. Welcome to episode 164 and in this episode we are going to discuss a horror comedy that came out in 2015 called The Final Girls. Not to be confused with the other film that came out in 2015 called Final Girl, which I got really spooked because I watched (laughs) this movie and then I realized there was another film called Final Girl and I was like, oh God, did I watch (laughs) the wrong movie? Because I really didn't want to watch another one to be perfectly honest with you. So I was kind of like, we're just going to review two different movies and compare them because I don't want to.
0: I've actually seen Final Girl, so it would have worked out. We could have switched it up. That's it. But
1: (laughs) I'm glad that I watched this one because it was like a nice little switch up from like Mm -hmm. all the serious movies, you know, Mm -hmm. except for Skeleton Man that we did on Patreon. Yeah, that that was. (laughs) It tried to be serious, but it wasn't.
0: Yeah, unfortunately tried.
1: Yeah, yeah. But. This one, like I said, is a horror comedy, and it has Thaisa Farmiga, Adam Devine. Like, those are the two big ones for me, but the there's a mom character in this. that She's one of those actresses that I. it's really difficult for me to remember her name. She was
0: in The Watchmen? Yeah. I agree. I don't remember her name, but I love her.
1: So her name is, like, Malin Ackerman or Malin Ackerman, but she's in, like, other things. It's just like, I know her face so well, but mm-hmm, right. it's, I feel bad because it's like, I never know her name, Ooh, but I know who she is. Trophy
0: wife. I loved her in that. Yeah. She's just good.
1: See, I know her not from those, but I know her as best. Like, okay. So I haven't seen a bunch of Harold and Kumar movies, but I have seen go to white castle recently. So I know she was in that. And then she's in the proposal. And then one of Brad's favorite comfort movies is couples retreat. I don't know why, but she's in that. <laughs> so that's where I know her from. Anyways. Got it. Yeah. So this movie is I, it's not I I guess it's kind of a spoof on slashers. It's kind of specifically on Friday the 13th.
0: Mhm.
1: And it kind of does what Cabin in the Woods does, but Cabin in the Woods is very like more of a a serious spoof movie where this one is definitely much more of like a funny take.
0: Funny and well also sad and sweet.
1: Yeah definitely this one is more like I guess sappy emotional. It touches on like grief and death and stuff like that.
0: Yeah I so I grew up the only child of a single mother and currently right now we're having some problems where we're basically not talking and it sucks because she used to be like my best friend so (laughs) watching this movie it just it hurts sometimes really bad for me but at the same time I love it and it's sweet
1: yeah I mean it does suck when that happens but you know it's not it doesn't take away that you know there's always like a mother-daughter bond you know
0: Yeah, yeah exactly and this I just love this movie so much. So it's also a single mother and her daughter that you see in the beginning. Well, first you see the slasher and then you see that actress from the slasher is driving with her daughter to like auditions and then they end up getting in a car crash and the mom dies.
1: Yeah, I literally told Brad, I didn't know much about this movie, but I was, Brad was in the room while I was watching this and I was like, this is the camera angle for a car crash. The mom's mm-hmm. going to die because I mm-hmm. knew that Taisa was one of the big names in this movie. So I knew that she wasn't going to die. Right. So I knew I was like, the mom's going to die. Like this is the perfect camera angles and everything here. This is a car crash scene. Like it has to be. And then the car flipped over. I was like, yep, got it. <laughs> you know, not yes. that they like try to hide it or anything, but it's just like, it was a very, very indicative of what was going to happen right at the beginning.
0: Absolutely. And let me say, like, this is one of the few things, unfortunately, for me that I have seen Thaisa in other than American Horror Story. And I think she did amazing. And I really want to find more things that she does.
1: Yeah, she is unfortunately kind of in her older sister's shadow, Vera. I think that's really
0: unfortunate.
1: Yeah, I mean, and Vera is wonderful. Of course, we all know her in The Conjuring, but she is an Oscar nominated actress, Vera is. Mm-hmm. So, you know, not that that takes away from Thaisa, but, you know, it, it is, I'm sure it's difficult to be in that, you know, that shadow. You know, absolutely, and she hasn't done quite as much. And I think another thing that was kind of a hit to her was that she did The Nun, which Mm -hmm. was not good, and that was a fault to the movie itself. I don't think that that was a a hit to her because that was just a bad movie,
0: yeah, absolutely. And I feel like another, like, this is nothing against her. I think she acted it how she was supposed to and very well, but American Horror Stories, she can be kind of. Annoying, like she's that annoying teenager character sometimes with the over drama. And I feel like maybe that was kind of a detriment to her as well.
1: Yeah. And she does do voice roles for, I believe, like Teen Titans, think she's Raven. Mm -hmm. So I think, you know, she has done some animation, things like that. You know, I haven't seen her in a ton of other things. The big ones being obviously American Horror Story, The Nun. And I also watched The Bling Ring back in the day because it was with Emma Watson and she was in that. Oh. I don't know if you've ever seen that.
0: I have not. I've wanted to, though. It was, I mean, Emma Watson's usually good. Is it good?
1: I honestly don't, don't remember. I, it did not leave much of an impression, yeah. but I watched it so long ago and I only watched it once. So it didn't really do that much for me. I remember it being like, huh, that was kind of weird. And then like <laughs> never really revisiting
0: it. Got it.
1: So, and I honestly don't remember her performance in that, but I didn't really know who she was at the time.
0: Yeah, exactly. That makes so
1: sense. it, yeah, didn't really do anything for me. So. But I did like her in this. I also liked her love interest is Cato from The Hunger Games, and it wasn't. I liked seeing him in a different role. It was one of those things where I was like, I know your face. Where do I know Mm -hmm. your face? And he's done a lot of other things, but specifically, I was like, Ah, Hunger Games.
0: Yeah, but he was so typecast just for me with The Hunger Games. I was like, You're an asshole. Like you're a jerk. (laughs) I can't look at you as this sweet guy with two dads. Like, well. I figured it out afterwards,
1: so, uh, like, who he was. I wasn't paying that much attention to him, I guess, in this film. And then afterwards, I was like, who was that? And then I figured it out. So, for me, it, it didn't, like stop too much of it but there was always that underlying like i feel like you're kind of mean
0: like (laughs) like i'm just waiting for you to turn and try to get in her pants or something right yeah (laughs)
1: right right he just has that like jock face you know Mm -hmm, like
0: absolutely
1: that like "Mm, i don't know if you're a safe person you know
0: right he's like that greek god stereotype like he could be in the olympics way back when
1: Yeah. yeah that you're like you know there's this tiktok going around right now and it's like four of these like they look like they are frat boys, very like traditional. And I, there's nothing wrong with this, but we all kind of know the type like, mm-hmm. very like traditionally white boy, rich, handsome, that wear Sperry's and like the you know, Bermuda shorts and they, an elevator opens and they all look up at the camera and everyone is like stitching that video and all of their reactions. I think the guys were trying to be like attractive and give like bedroom eyes and all of the stitches of people reacting to it are like, I'm going to take the stairs. I don't feel safe. (laughs) Like, (laughs) you know, like
0: you're a lacrosse team and I might get, you know, yeah, exactly. They're, yeah,
1: (laughs) they're like, like one one person actually has like a drink and she like covers it with her hand and she like runs away like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like that's just the kind of vibe he kind of gives right. off I yeah. guess you know just but sorry to traditionally attractive white men with money but you do you do a little threaten you you have a threatening aura you know right but <laughs> we also
0: have the opposite in this like we have the funny guy who's not that jock stereotype and he's the player
1: true. Yeah. True. Yeah. Yeah. And then, like, you know, I love that they... So, basically, Brad... So, it was funny when I was watching it with him. So, basically, the premise is here. Her mom dies, and then it's three years later, and she's dealing with the death of her mother, which is, you know, very sad, very awful. But she is a scream queen, and she was trying to shed that. She was trying to get more serious roles, but every time she would go into an audition, they'd be like... Oh, my God, Camp Bloodbath. And she was like, oh, fuck, like, that's all I'm ever going to be known for is Camp Bloodbath. But I mean, we're I mean, it's kind of the same for, you know, uh, unfortunately, that's happened to a lot of and that that was kind of their point. Like, you know, a lot of these scream queens, it, you know, Jamie Lee Curtis was an exception, but
0: mm-hmm.
1: a lot of the ones in like Friday the 13th and Nightmare on Elm Street, for example, they did a few other things, but mainly they st- stayed in that circuit of slashers because now they were kind of branded, you know? Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. And they even like show a quick clip of her daughter looking at all at the other movies she's done on the back of her head shot. And it's like three other slashers as well. So you know that she's kind of just stuck in there.
1: Yeah. And she really wanted to be like a serious, you know, movie star basically is what she said. And it just never... Never happened. Like they were having trouble even paying their electric bill and stuff like that. Yeah. And her young daughter who was probably you know 14 or 15 and when it started and then three years later she's getting closer to like 17, 18 going to college was worrying about their electric bill. Which kids should not have to do. But it was just the two of them. So of course you know. But she after she dies and three years later. I mean we do this in horror now. Like they were having a double feature of Camp Bloodbath and Camp Bloodbath 2 at a movie theater, and her daughter's a local. So they really wanted her daughter to come and, like, be, like, a guest of honor and, like, tell people, like, oh, my God, Amanda Cartwright's daughter's going to be there. The, the Scream Queen's daughter is going to be there, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, that's a big deal, but also it's incredibly insensitive considering her mother is dead. And also it was on the three-year anniversary of – her, her mother's dead and it was on the three-year anniversary of her mother's death
0: yeah <clears throat> before she died though when we're in the car you get to see this really sweet moment where they have a song together and it's betty davis eyes and they sing it back and forth which i'm sure is something lots of daughters do with their mothers i used to do that with my mom it was like our big thing to do and that comes into play later on as well
1: yeah yeah and When they go to the theater, basically, like, the theater catches on fire from this kind of outlandish scenario. Someone drops a liquor bottle. It leaves a trail to a curtain. And then somebody ashes a joint that they're smoking in the theater.
0: Very final destination. Exactly.
1: (laughs) And Brad was like, I don't think that's how that would work. And I was like, well, when you figure out the premise of the movie, none of this is how any of this works but he didn't know that it wasn't like an actual just like serial killer type movie so to get out of this theater they run behind the screen and they actually end up in the movie itself which actually reminded me do you remember when we watched
0: midnight movie yes
1: Yes. yeah (laughs) yes I was like Okay. I don't think that they probably had ever watched that because it was such a random small indie film. Mm-hmm. But I was like, that's interesting that so that little tiny small one-off movie had an idea that was taken on by like a big Hollywood production. Just good for them, but also feel bad for them because they'll never get their credit, you know? <laughs> but it was very different though, I'm not saying. But it just kind of reminded me of that little movie that we watched. But they end up in the movie and like the they go through the movie twice, like 92 minutes twice and figure out that it's on a loop because the, the little VW wagon shows up with all the characters in it like, hey, you guys know the way to Camp Bloodbath? And then they're like, what the fuck? And then it shows up 92 minutes later on the dot. So the film buff and like the big fan of this movie figures out that it's just starting the movie over again and that they're in the movie. Now, the thing that was, you kind of have to abandon the logic here is that these characters aren't actors in the movie. Right. They are truly their characters. They are camp counselors going to this camp. They're not actors putting on a show. Mm-hmm. So it, it is kind of like weird and interesting, but, you know, let's it it is what it is, you know. But they're in this movie now and they're in this slasher world. And also, like, she holds it together really well because if I was transported to a world that my dad existed in again and I just, like, saw him existing, totally lose my shit. Gone. I wouldn't just look at him and have, like, a tear streaming down my face. Absolutely. I also think I would – thought I lost my sanity completely
0: right yeah you know how they
1: say like if you time travel and like you see yourself or like you know how in harry potter and they have like the time turners and they're like if you see yourself you will go mad i would i that would be me like (laughs) like i would (laughs) completely lose it my shit so she holds it together very well i I don't think that i would be able to do that yeah
0: especially after three only three years and i am not discrediting anything that you have been through with your father absolutely terrible but i feel like you know you knew your dad was gonna die for a while you were able to kind of deal with that a little bit more than a fucking car crash where you wake up i don't know in the hospital and then she's just gone and then you see her again three years later yeah i agree with you
1: i just wouldn't be able to like talk to her or like as like a a, another camp counselor you know like
0: yeah, but also I would just, like, not be anywhere else but by her all the fucking time.
1: Yeah, which is what she wants to do the whole time. Mm-hmm. And the rest of the group is like, hey, this isn't real. And it's like, yeah, well, even if it's not, like, th- this is where I'm going to be, so bye. Like I mean, we're
0: all stuck here for a 92-minute loop for potentially forever right now, so um, I'm just going to hang out here.
1: And then on the flip side, if you are stuck in this movie forever, you have to watch her die over and over and over.
0: Eesh. Yeah.
1: Like, so also, it's just re-traumatizing over and over. but
0: eventually, like, if you are stuck in there forever, you know she's going to come back in an hour and a half, and then, you know.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's (laughs) true. But oof. So, they do figure out, uh, like I said, that they're in this movie, and they get to the first kill in the middle of the woods when they figure out that, okay, well, here's where we are in the movie. The first kill is about to happen. And then one of them, the guy that's like the big fan is like, he doesn't like, we're not in the movie. So the killer can't do anything to us. And so he like tries to take a selfie with a kill the killer and he just, he gets stabbed.
0: Yeah, could you imagine doing that with Jason Voorhees? Like, no, don't do that. Hell
1: no. <laughs> Even if I thought that motherfucker couldn't see me, I wouldn't just go up to him. Just the, the, the like the whole stature of like, he is Jason
0: Voorhees. Yeah, yeah. exactly. No,
1: like he's just. Like, yeah, as a slasher, it's not scary, but imagine that in the flesh. In
0: your fucking face. Yeah. Yeah. Scary shit. Like, I love Michael Myers. Do not want to be put in front of him. No.
1: Yeah, no kidding. I think out of all of them, that would probably be the scariest. Dude. Actually, I don't know. Like, they're all like, when you have to actually think about all these slashers, like, in front of you in the flesh, because I've never... I mean, I've thought about my, uh, probably Michael Myers more than any of them because that seems to be the most like realistic to me, I guess. Mm-hmm. But when you think about any of them, like let's just take Freddie, Jason, Michael, any of them in right in front of you in the flesh. Terrifying. I think Freddie least so for me just because
0: no, man, he- Freddie fucks with your mind, though.
1: I know, but like if he was like in front of you in the, like just standing there like about to kill you, I think that Freddy would be the easiest for me to take down just by sheer stature, mm. you know? Because he's like,
0: kind of a smaller, skinnier dude.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, and I think that like yeah, his like knife Chucky fingers wouldn't be. Yeah, right, exactly. Mm. I could probably take on knife fingers a little easier than a fucking <laughs> machete. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, and it. Oh, wait, he does have two right? Does he have one glove? Wow. I feel like a terrible horror movie person right now.
1: Wow. I've never really thought about it.
0: Does Freddie have one glove or two? <laughs> <laughs> God damn it. I gotta look up a fucking picture.
1: I think he just has one. I'm pretty sure he I just has one glove. Yeah.
0: Yeah, he's only got one. Okay. So then, yeah, you just get hold on to the one hand or make sure where you know where that is at all times.
1: Right. But, like, Jason has a giant fucking, like, well, he pretty much uses whatever he can get his hands on, and I'm sure they all would, too. Yeah. But, like, I've never, like, you know, like, Freddie's the smallest, and then Jason is just fucking giant. Like, I'm picturing this fucking, like, six foot five, like, you know. 280 just muscle you know like
0: i gonna throw me
1: around like a rag doll
0: yeah in the flesh I think Jason's probably the scariest like Michael walks slow so you could technically potentially outrun him Jason walks slow as well but he'll throw shit at you. <laughs> Michael yeah. Myers has never thrown anything at anybody. He just cuts him with a knife. So um.
1: Michael Myers is like it follows. Like if you run fast yeah, enough like or scary. get in the car. Yeah. yeah.
0: Like you'll outrun him eventually. Yeah. But Jason might throw like a fucking javelin at you or something. <laughs> yeah. Like exactly. Like you could turn your back
1: and run, but you, something might just come through your abdomen.
0: Right. Okay. Okay. So yeah, Jason is definitely the scariest. And that's what this is basically about. So yeah, he's... He's an idiot and he's a huge camp bloodbath fan so he knows this yeah
1: he just thinks that he doesn't exist to this guy's name is Billy in this movie the killer's name is Billy yeah. so he's like we don't exist to Billy he doesn't know what to do with us because we're not in the movie we're not written into the script so we're not on his kill list wrong Mm-mm. fucking wrong Correct. yeah like you can die and you he does like and he doesn't just get stabbed either the machete like slices through like half of his abdomen
0: yeah but it's also like uh, hey he could probably survive that and he does pop up later and you're like oh yeah it didn't look like it was that bad
1: yeah like you know all the main organs were spared it, was, it just looked like it hurted real bad <laughs> real bad <laughs> like mm, i still would have wow this is really bad i still probably would have run away and left him there assuming he was dead though just
0: on the oh, sheer yeah. like shock value of it all you know abso fucking I'm sorry like knowing this movie being that type of fan as soon as he moved because he stops and freezes for a while I'm assuming as the film like changes reels or whatever and they're kind of stuck there he just stops and stares at them and then he takes a step and then he stops again. No that's when I'd be gone.
1: (laughs) As soon as it looked like he was consciously aware of me boom i'm Mm -hmm. gone like you can't tell me shit i don't care if he doesn't know what to do with me the fact that he is consciously aware of my presence no (laughs) i absolutely not any murdery type person is scary but like we just mentioned like this guy is fucking huge and he has a spooky mask like no yeah i can't see his eyes like no no Mm -mm. Mm -mm. yeah nope So they, the group now also, not only is their friend dead, but the one that knows this movie front to back to side to side.
0: Yeah, exactly. He was the one who basically told them, okay, we're going to stick with the final girl that, you know, the virgin, because we should just be able to get out of the movie with her at the end. So now that's their next plan. They don't have their movie buff. So we're just going to wait for the final girl.
1: This didn't actually end up panning out. But something else he did not. Well, something else he did that made me mad was he literally told the killer who the final girl was and how she killed him. And I was like, don't fucking do that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like it didn't
1: end up making a difference. But I the whole time I was thinking, oh, you telling the killer who the final girl is and how it ends is going to affect the ending now because he knows. So he's not going to like go
0: through. You know what I
1: mean? Like mm-hmm. he's not gonna follow the plot line anymore. Right, exactly. Which was a fair reasoning of thinking, I feel like, but it no, didn't I totally end up agree. mattering. Yeah. But they decide this group decides that they have to stop all of the cast members from having sex because
0: that's the rule of horror. Yeah. That's when he shows up. Every time somebody gets a little freaky, he shows up. Because it's Friday the thirteenth. Yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah. And all pretty like a lot of the major deaths happen during sex or like right after sex when somebody's yeah. like decompressing you know, or having their cigarette
0: right. I mean that's the first scene before our movie buff, who was actually Richard from Silicon Valley. Our movie buff before he dies, they're literally watching a death scene, and it's because these two kids sneak off to the woods to go do it right, so.
1: yep, yep. So Chris, who is the Cato, or like the the one who is our love interest for Max and also the ex of one of the other girls. It's a very weird love triangle.
0: An ex of Nina Dobrev. If yeah. I said that right, from Vampire Diaries. It's like we have an all-star, like I've seen her in something cast.
1: <laughs> it's really hard for me to watch stuff that she's in, Nina Dobrev, because mm-hmm. I've heard no actually i kind of stopped watching around the time she entered degrassi Ah. anyways but i have heard from so many sources that she is just a major bitch in person
0: she she looks like a major but bitch i hate to be that person but she just has that face like maybe i
1: see if and if it had been like one account i could be like look celebrities are totally entitled to bad days and they are constantly inundated by paparazzi and people be like picture 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 but like i have heard from so many sources that she's like mean to waiters and waitress like just like people that are there to like help her and stylists and stuff like that so isn't like
0: Canadian is she allowed to do that is what <laughs> isn't she Canadian is she allowed to be mean I guess when you get a big head <laughs> I don't know
1: but you know I think when she started off like Canadian 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 <laughs> Canada's biggest TV show Degrassi maybe it started it off with a big head I don't know
0: maybe they're gonna like take her passport you're not Canadian anymore stay in America
1: too mean now you're (laughs) one of them but they have to stop everyone from having sex because her mom's character actually loses her virginity in the movie which is why she is not the final girl she's like almost the final girl Mm -hmm. but she she's like the nice girl that like is like the they keep calling her the shy girl with the clipboard and the guitar but she loses her virginity to the douchey jock character
0: right and i i don't want to be this person and i i get it anybody can be a virgin for as long as they want and circumstances and all of that but their final girl wow She's like this biker chick who shows up in a muscle car. Like, there's no fucking way she's still a virgin. If only because she doesn't seem to care that goddamn much to hold on to that. Like, just she seems like a party girl, have fun. So,
1: dude. Also, if it wasn't a guy, it could have been a girl. Like, dude, right? He did not get all give off the straight vibes either. I was like, yeah, (laughs) dude, Paula her name was Paula. Yeah. Mm -mm. She was nice. But also, yeah, I was like, interesting, but (laughs) you know, maybe they were trying to get away from like the, you know, yeah, that's fair. It's interesting because, like, you would assume Nancy, which is Max's mom's character, would have been the stereotypical virgin,
0: she's a nice girl who has a guitar and sings, like, no. girl next
1: door, blonde. Yeah. You know, but then they gave it to this like badass with a muscle car, and it's like she's your virgin. It's like, right. okay, all right, I see what you did there. You know, maybe she's just like, no, nah, I'm not. Maybe they were. It was like a, I'm not stupid enough to fall for your fucking tricks, you know? Right. You idiot. <laughs> <Which> <laughs> like is
0: fair. Like that's, yeah, absolutely. It's just interesting and we weird that. to see. We love that. Yeah.
1: Especially when this movie is all about tropes.
0: Exactly. Yeah. yeah.
1: So uh, they basically are like, they do kind of tell them like what's going on sort of, but how do you tell people they're like in a movie and like not real and that the characters they're playing are not real, but they're still real people? Like it just doesn't make sense
0: yeah exactly
1: like none of this makes sense obviously but like <laughs> right. you know
0: yeah they're like trying to explain to one guy he's like but i'm real and they're like yeah you're you're real in this movie <laughs> and it's like yeah you're also real on the outside you're just not this person it's weird
1: yeah and then like the they decide they are gonna stick with the final girl Who's Paula. Who
0: brings alcohol and everything to camp. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, yeah, she's definitely the virgin. Yeah. And they,
1: when they decide to stick with her, and she actually, when they bring all this up, they talk about the urban legend of Billy, and they tell the story of Jason, but Billy, you know.
0: Yeah. And it's so cool because they're in a movie. So it does like the flashback stuff and they're like, like, it looks like the film is melting. It's just, I liked the little movie things that they did.
1: Yeah. Like they're transported back to the flashback and it says like summer 1958 or 56. I don't exactly remember, but it's like they have to actually step over those like letters and numbers that are on the ground. And now
0: it's all in black and white. And they're like, oh my God, did I lose my vision? What is going on? Colorblind. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And so
1: they are in a flashback and I'm, I'm surprised they didn't try to do anything in the flashback.
0: Yeah. I don't think they,
1: I don't know if they could have, but then later they did do something in a flashback. Like I'm surprised they didn't try to stop the counselors from hurting Billy in an attempt to stop the killer from ever becoming a killer in the first place.
0: Yeah, I'm surprised he didn't go after them in the flashbacks. So, I mean, you know, flashbacks, you're going to see how he became the killer and then see him kill for the first time. And we do. And our main people end up in the cabin with him as he's killing these counselors in their bunk beds at night. And he's like walking right towards them and then just stops. And they kind of, they say that they basically... He kills a certain amount. I don't remember why. It was like the amount of times they made fun of him or something. I don't know. But he only killed a certain amount. So I guess that's why he stopped. But they're right in front of him. And he didn't stop killing, you know, the movie buff. So I'm surprised he didn't go after them.
1: Yeah. Maybe it was to get him in the other world or something. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Like, this movie's good, but there were just a few things where it's like, I don't get it. (laughs) (laughs) But... Most of it's good enough to where it's okay. Mm -hmm. There are some movies that aren't, but this one is fine. I will get, it gets a pass. (laughs) So when they figure out that Billy is real and will come to kill them, they freak the fuck out. They panic. And the counselors are like, I'm getting the fuck out of here. And they try to run. But we've seen that our group of kids has tried to run. And they just keep running in the same loop. Like they'll run through the woods and then end up back where they were. And then they'll run through the woods again and end up back where they were. Like it doesn't work.
0: Which was also a pretty cool scene. Yeah.
1: Like it doesn't matter because you're in a movie. So you're not going anywhere. Exactly. So Kurt and Paula. And remember Paula's our final, final girl. They try to drive off. And then all of a sudden our movie buff Duncan that we thought was dead because he got he got it with a machete he comes out and he's like hey I'm still alive but then the car runs over him and then crashes into a pole and then kills Kurt and Paula so it kills our final girl so now they figure out that characters who originally survived the movie can actually die so it can actually fuck up the whole order of everything
0: right and now we don't have our version or we do but we have our main girl and we have her mother because they did stop her mother from losing her virginity in one of the scenes. So right. who's going to be our final girl or girls' final girls?
1: Right. So Max and the others decide that they're going to try to like save as many as they can. They're going to keep everyone alive for as long as possible. So they're going to try to... This is how I would want to do things anyways, like keep everyone together and then try to take him down as a unit.
0: Agreed. They do a really good job of setting all these traps in this house.
1: I mean, it doesn't work, but they do their best.
0: Yeah, because the slutty character is also the ditzy character.
1: (laughs) Yeah, so yeah,
0: she she just constantly wants to take her clothes off. They have literally like duct taped fucking oven mitts on her hands and a life jacket over her so that she can't unbutton anything.
1: It's like a cone of shame. <laughs>
0: yeah, exactly.
1: It's like a you're not going to do a tease cl- cone of shame. <laughs> right. Because in the movie. She does a tease and that's what lures lights like that's what gets him there because, you know, horror movies. <laughs> right. Exactly. As soon as they start taking their clothes off. That's yeah. when everybody gets murked.
0: But she gets into Nina Dobrev's Adderall. hmm <laughs> And that was fucking great. Like, she's, like, maybe take one if you don't know what the hell it is and you are really into drugs. No, she takes, like, all of it.
1: <laughs> like 30.
0: <laughs> like, <laughs> and she's just fucking crazy and it's great.
1: And so they set these, like, Home Alone-type traps, basically. And so, when it's time, they allow her to, like, flash the wilderness and he shows up. And they have also decided that Max is the final girl. And so, they need to get Billy's machete to her so that she can kill him. Because the only way that you can kill him is with his own machete. Everything else just slows him down. Just like Jason. Right. Even (laughs) Faya. Yeah. So meanwhile, like we have Max and her mom or Nancy, her real name is Amanda Cartwright. But in the movie, her name is Nancy. And they're actually like bonding. And it's really sad because Max is like, if you survive, you could get out of this movie and come home with me. And it's like it's she's just a movie character, though. Like she's not just going to walk out of this movie with you.
0: Right. But at the same time, you're like, oh, my God, I hope that actually happens. Like, that would be amazing to I don't know, they get some apartment somewhere and just living it up together. Yeah, that would be great.
1: Yeah. It would be kind of like weird, though. Like, how do you tell this person that like.
0: You don't you know, you just live as friends from there on out.
1: I know. But, but at
0: least you get to be around them.
1: Yeah. It seems kind of toxic, though.
0: I mean, yes, but it's a movie.
1: <laughs> I know. But but it's it is sad though cuz she's trying to think of any way she can get her mom out, like to survive and get her out of this movie and home with her. So, yeah. So, they do get some cute moments like her mom gives her a friendship bracelet and Yeah. Yeah. It's sad. But Sweet. Yeah. So they booby trap the cabin, and then Billy comes when he sees boobies. And, <laughs> and then... And
0: our, our witsy girl fucking freaks out that he's coming. everything up. Yeah. She, they had a bear trap, and she literally lands face first in this fucking bear trap. Ooh.
1: Yeah, she did. Yeah. And then when he comes in they start fighting him off and he gets like hung up on these antlers like they put all these deer antlers on the back of the door and he gets hung up there but it doesn't really do anything he just kind of yeah
0: they're like oh he must be dead let's go check on him no let's keep stabbing him with things mhm
1: yeah i don't know why y'all have y'all should know by now yeah keep keep stabbing stabbing you know yeah exactly Come on. so
0: minus The mother, which we know she's probably going to last till the end of the film, at least, because, you know, that's our emotional thing. We have one camp counselor left. That's it. And he walks up to the fucking door and dies.
1: Oh, yeah. Super dead. Yeah. Yeah. And then (laughs) he starts, he gets off the door, starts walking towards them, and they start shooting him with arrows and With
0: marshmallows on them. I loved it. I loved it so much.
1: Also doesn't do anything. Like, he still keeps coming at him. Because, again, like, it's not going to, like, he's he's kind of like a supernatural killer. Like, we've talked about Jason. It's yeah. like, it's weird because he's just a slasher. But also, he is very much like a supernatural yeah. being.
0: But their plan was really fucking good if if it had worked out. Because, basically... They're shooting him with marshmallow arrows that are on fire. So Mm -hmm. he is on fire now. And they're leading him upstairs to this bedroom where they're going to dump a pail of gasoline on him. And a couple of the girls, unfortunately, get caught under a bookshelf and they still light him on fire and the room like explodes. It's great, but it doesn't do anything to him.
1: But it was a good plan. They enter slow mo motion actually. I loved
0: that so much. Yeah.
1: yeah. They're like, what's going on? And they're like, it's slow mo. <laughs> and the killer like flies out the window in slow mo on fire. Mm hmm. Which was actually a good shot from like one of the Friday the 13th movies.
0: Mm hmm.
1: Like it does pay some homage, but also makes fun of it at the same time. Right. Yeah. So. <sighs> They are running away from him and they can actually trigger a flashback. So they're in a really bad situation, like about to get fucking killed. And they tell Max or sorry, they tell Max tells Nancy to tell the story of Billy again to trigger a flashback to kind of get them into a safer place. Because in the flashback, it, it will at least kind of rattle things up. So it gives them time to get away. And so they trigger another flashback, and they figure out that Billy has a barn. Billy's barn. And Mm -hmm. when they go back to real time, they're able to kind of get away for a little while. But then, unfortunately, the Bowie gets stabbed.
0: Yeah. He doesn't get killed, though.
1: No. We put him in a... There's a chapel. Put him in a chapel and then in the meantime, like, while as that's happening, Nancy gets taken to the barn.
0: Yeah. Well, she got grabbed when he got stabbed and taken away. So now we have to go get her. Yeah. So he even like
1: the guy when... Max is like I'm going to go get my mom. He's like you shouldn't do that. Like he tries to discourage her, but like that's her mom and she's already lost her once. She's not yeah, going to do exactly. it again, you know. So she goes to try to get her mom and they she does get her and but she gets stabbed while she's there. Max does And so then it's like, okay, so is the mom supposed to be the final girl, even though she's dead, but she's not dead in this world. Like what, what's going on here? But they get out of the barn and go back to the church. And then they have this really emotional exchange where it's like how much awareness and consciousness of the situation does Nancy slash Amanda have? You know what I mean?
0: Right, yeah, because what she basically says is, because Max tried to kill the killer when they were in that barn, and it didn't work out. So now they're like, why, I should be the final girl, that should have worked, that should have killed him, what the fuck? And Nancy basically says, you can't be the final girl, because I'm still alive. Mm -hmm. So, she's going to have to sacrifice herself and Max, you know, misses her mom. And she's like, no, don't do it. I'm already, I'm already hurt. I'm already dying. You could be the final girl. You could do this. And they have a really, really sweet moment.
1: Yeah. She even like mentions, you know, you wanted to be a movie star. This is your name. Like you have a daughter and they, so they do kind of have a a mother daughter
0: exchange. Yeah. And then Nancy, Nancy, Goes out into the field to strip and lure Billy there, and she does like a dance just watching her daughter. It's not like a sexy dance, so it's not weird, but it's just really sweet between them. Like while she's waiting for Billy to get there, and she's dancing to Betty Davis' eyes again. It's really sweet. Yeah. And then unfortunately. Max watches her mother die but at the same time like it's also sweet because she can be there for her mom like they're just watching each other and yeah
1: it's kind of like that second chance to say goodbye you know right which she didn't get that closure yeah the first time not that it you know I mean it helps like because she even says like you have to let me go yeah like to her and I have to go do this, and you have to let me go. And so she does, and she loses her mom again. But then, once that happens, she finally gets to go. Now she's the final girl, and she has the power to kill Billy. And she has this like, it's like this badass fight. And all of a sudden, she also has this like, Crazy badass power that she didn't have.
0: She's got the final girl power.
1: Yeah. So she fights him. It's like hand to hand combat and she eventually decapitates him with his machete. And so then her and Chris kind of wander out and credits are rolling in the sky.
0: Mm -hmm. And they're like, oh my God, we must be saved. And then the film rewinds or something, we think. And they wake up in the hospital. They're like, oh my God, we must be out.
1: And all their and, friends and, have survived. Yeah,
0: they've all survived. Now, the film buff, he's hes hurt. Like, they all look hurt, but he's got, like, a fucking stitches in his side. But they're alive, so it must be fine. And then you walk out into the hallway, and it is for Camp Bloodbath 2.
1: Yeah, there are, like, more tropes, like the doctor yeah. and nurse getting it on in the hallway. And yeah, because like,
0: it was a double feature, so they're just going on to the next movie.
1: Yeah, and then it ends... With Billy like coming through the window and the window shattering and her grabbing a weapon and
0: yeah, I'm glad this was a one off, but I'd be kind of down to watch them in Camp Bloodbath too. Like,
1: yeah, yeah, I don't think you'll ever get that. I'm sorry.
0: I I, I don't need it. Like I love yeah. this movie so much. It would just be interesting and funny.
1: Yeah, I th- th- this was definitely like a fun movie. It was so different, you know. Mm-hmm. like it was interesting and i kind of read the premise a little bit like they end up like you know her mom is a a scream queen and she ends up in one of her movies but that's really all i yeah
0: it's so generic
1: yeah and people did like this movie. So it has a 70% from audiences and a 73% from critics. But it only has about 5,000 audience ratings. So it doesn't seem like I'd never heard of this movie.
0: I had never heard of this movie until I i think I've mentioned this a few times. This is how I found some great ones, by the way. I followed Nightmare on Film Street's Halloween thing last year. And it was basically, you know, find a movie that reminds you of fall leaves. You know, it, it had like phrases like that so I got to pick what movies I wanted and one of them was a final girl and I just found final girls and I'm like I like Thaisa like she is great and it seems like it's got good reviews and then I watched it and I fucking loved it
1: yeah yeah it was it was a lot of fun and it's like you know it makes fun of slashers but also it it pays homage to them it's not like scary movie where it like totally like shits on them you know what i mean
0: yeah this i do have a piece of trivia that was really cool this film was actually co-written by joshua john miller as a way of dealing with the death of his father who played father Karras and the exorcist whack <laughs> yeah but also cool
1: no not all i not, just the exorcist ugh. but yeah that's I can't imagine growing up with someone who played anything in The Exorcist. To be perfectly honest, <laughs> right. I'd have to cleanse my house all the time. But yeah, no, that's that's really cool. It's I wish that they had like, I kind of wish they had done a, a rate an R rating, to be honest with you. But that's it doesn't really do make it that much of a difference for me. It's just like. The movie they were in was supposed to be rated r you know like i kind of wish there was a little bit more gore but that that's all that like it's like it's a slasher so i kind of wish they had like pushed the slasher envelope a little bit more and kind of i think that would have given like actual horror fans like a little bit more of of that fun of the slasher because i think some horror fans will watch this and think it's like too sappy and they won't like it and it won't really do much for them. So if they're really trying to push for the horror fans, I don't know how successful they're going to be for all horror fans, but I know that's like not always the the audience they're going for. So that would be my only thing there. Cause like cabin in the woods, like that kind of spoof on horror definitely has the horror genre. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. This one I could see, Like, it being a little too sappy with not enough of the actual slasher to make up for the emotional parts of it.
0: Yeah, I could definitely see this as a gateway movie for people that maybe don't like horror as much but want to check it out. Like, it is more funny. Even at the end, while the credits are rolling, they show bloopers, which are fucking hilarious. and So it's definitely a comedy.
1: Yeah, I was going to mention that I miss... Movies doing that.
0: Yes. Yeah,
1: I like watching bloopers and improv scenes that they didn't use and stuff like that.
0: Yes, exactly. Especially with like actual comedians because they're always the best because they just ad lib everything and it's always funny.
1: Adam Devine is so fucking, so fucking funny. Funny.
0: Oh my god.
1: I, I love him. He is hilarious. Like ever since Workaholics, he's just so fucking funny. I've followed him for a long time, so. Yeah. He's really funny. So yeah, that would be my only comment. Like it's not like a huge downfall or anything, but you know, it, and it does a lot of the things that it makes fun of, which I guess some people would think is a fault and then it may have been intentional. So it's like, I don't know if that's like a thing to knock or if that's actually something that I did on purpose, you know, it, Right. you know, so that be that as it may, like, so that may just be something to be wary of when you're going into it, you know, whatever. But I would probably say for my personal enjoyment, I'd give it like a four out of five. I really enjoyed this movie. It was a lot of fun. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. For me, I I enjoyed this happiness. I am a child of a single mother and had that great relationship and it just it's fucking hilarious i love you guys know i love cabin in the woods so i love when they do that those homages and really bring in those tropes and they make fun of them so five out of five for me i'm so glad i found this movie it was like a hidden gem for me i love it
1: thank you guys so much for hanging out with us for this review of the final girls from 2015 you can find us on all of our social medias everything is the extra sisters podcast except for twitter which is at the extra sisters and if you would
0: like to follow us on patreon it is patreon.com slash the extra Sisters Podcast. And next time, the Dolphin Hotel invites you to stay in any of its stunning rooms, except one. Till then, stay creepy.